This is the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast with iHeartRadio. Welcome, Ashley, to the studio. Thank you, Ben. Welcome to the studio. How do I sound? You sound great. Yeah. I'm so glad you're here. It's always nice when I'm here. I feel like you've been here a lot lately. Yeah, it's LA's become a second home. I was actually uh, asked by my buddy the other day when I was going to move out here. Um, I'd say, well, that time was about three years ago, and I think at this point it's a little late. <laughs> that's like Jared. Jared wishes he were to move out three years ago. That's a question I've had about Jared. So when Jared moved, I remember talking about this on the podcast. It was a big deal for him. He yeah. wanted to stay in Providence. Oh, yeah. How is he liking L.A. now? He doesn't like L.A. at all. Oh. And all the sports happening right now is making him hate it even oh, more. Oh, yeah. He's like, a Boston he, fan. He couldn't have... He couldn't have rooted against the Dodgers any harder. He was going to root against them either way. But then, of mm-hmm. course, with the Red Sox playing, it was even more like he wanted the Red Sox to win just as much as he wanted the Dodgers to lose. Like, that's how much he hates L.A. Oh. He likes to pretend like he doesn't. And then, like, he'll be like, uh, no, L.A.'s fine. And I'll be like, you hate L.A. And then he'll be like, no, it's fine. He's like, the weather's nice. I'm like, you can't find one thing you like other than the weather. And then you complain about that half the time because it's not cold enough for the fall. You don't feel mm-hmm. the holidays and all that. So we just have a five-year plan. We say that we're going to be here at least part-time, like have a place here for five years. Okay. And then at like 35 for me, then we'll probably move to Rhode Island. You think? I do love Rhode Island. It's so nice. It's so cozy. It's like the perfect little East Coast, you know, on the water feel. It's very romantic, actually. You and Jared are living together, correct? Yes. That's amazing. But Jared also, like, he he wanted to move to L.A. He, sh- he thinks he should have moved to L.A. three years ago because of the opportunity, because he feels like he's kind of delayed on it yeah. compared to me. But he also loves his little comfort zone like jared defines the person who you know that that i'm being very inarticulate but you know that diagram that says like the magic happens out here and then there's like a picture of your comfort zone Mm -hmm. and the magic never happens in your comfort zone he loves being in his comfort zone and i'm like jared like one of the things that he loves about me the most is that i push him to get out of it yeah and it's what i can imagine that yeah that's a big. That is. So we haven't talked about this in a while. When you first announced your engagement, um, people were thrilled, obviously, about it, mm-hmm. and you get a lot of attention immediately. Do you feel like that attention is calming down? Do you feel like it's now kind of settling out, where you guys can kind of grasp what this relationship is going to look like, or are you guys just getting hounded everywhere? No, it's gotten a lot calmer, especially the past month. I feel like this weekend was my first weekend here in LA where we could actually hang out on the couch and we had nothing to do. Like I was like. Is there anything you can do on the computer? Like, I almost felt lost. Yeah. Because there was actually no job for me to do on Saturday. I was like, uh-huh. I have nine hours to do nothing. That's incredible. It's kind of awesome. But yeah. then I also kind of freak out at the same time. Because what we do is so fleeting, whenever I have a moment to breathe, it kind of freaks me out. I'm like, oh, no, is oh. this moment of breath going to last too long? That's interesting. Yeah. Right? There's a good statement. Is that moment of breath going to last too long? Are you ready for it? to go away no not yet but i think in five years yes so that's why we say in five years i think i'll be over like my intention always was you know i went to i got my master's in broadcasting because this is what i wanted to do but i think come 35 it'll be out of my system and i want to 
just concentrate on being a mom. Yeah. Isn't it crazy to think this this whole thing? I mean, we were just talking to Easton. I was talking to him a little bit ago. He's just starting to watch my season of The Bachelor. Uh, he's never watched it before. Oh, yeah, the very first right. comment was, your hair was different back then. <laughs> um, that's a good sign. I've gotten older, Easton. Um, <laughs> but, it, you know, it, it's so crazy to look back on that season of life. And I almost, for me, me feel like I don't remember it. Uh, I think if I were to watch my season again, um, it would almost feel like I'm not watching myself. Mm-hmm. But you, you know, Almost Famous has done great. Yeah. And I think this has legs. I, I think we'll be around for a long oh, time. Oh, me too. But I also think that all the other stuff, the ancillary stuff, the stuff that kind of comes on the side or getting invited, like that's going to go away. Yeah. And I've almost thought to the point where I don't know if I'm ready, but I feel like I am. Like really? I, I'm, I'm, I'm tired. I, I, for the first time this weekend, I looked at my buddy. I said, "I'm I'm really tired. Yeah. Like, I, and not just like I need to sleep for 24 hours. It's like this 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 needs to come to an end." That was kind of me at the end of August. I felt really burnt out because mm-hmm. I was doing like five Bachelor recaps all yeah. week, and I felt like every time like everything was done, it would just restart again the next day. Like all of a sudden, there it was another influx of it. But I think I want to do something in this capacity, in this broadcast capacity, like for a long time beyond five years but i feel like i'd like to like switch gears to it not being my focus in five yeah. years well you've done great ash yeah you've done awesome and almost famous around for a long time you had a weekend sit on your couch do nothing hang out and relax i wonder if you were smart enough or on top of things enough to check out audible Audible includes an unmatched selection of audiobooks, original audio shows, news, comedy, and more from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine, newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Listening is a better way to binge content you love while doing things you love. Audible has the largest selection of audiobooks on the planet, which lets you fill your time with more stories like Everybody Always by one of our past guests, Bob Goff, a man I love and admire. Audible helps you listen to more books by letting you switch seamlessly between devices. Pick up exactly where you left off, whether it's your phone, your car, a tablet, or Amazon Echo. You get through tons of books while doing anything. Here's the crazy part. Ash, I have a buddy, who, one of my best friends in the world named Corey, big reader huge reader listens to his book so when he says hey what are you reading right now i always ask him what what is he listening to mm-hmm. um but he is one of the most educated brilliant in touch people i know and it's because he dives in the books on he dies in the audiobooks, I guess you should say. Plus, your books are yours to keep with audible you can go back and re-listen anytime even if you cancel your membership Go to audible.com backslash bachelor pod or text bachelor pod to 500 500 to get started. Introducing Audible's Originals, a new member benefit. Audible members now get two Audible Originals and one audiobook every month. That's audible.com backslash bachelor pod or text bachelor pod to 500 500 to get started. I'm a big reader. You are? What oh, have yeah. I've been reading. I've been reading a lot of books on um, on like hope and, and like deep stories. Mm-hmm. I really have appreciated kind of hearing um, how people have lived their lives. Uh, there's real quick. Bob Goff has this story that I've really started to dig into on uh, his concept of not being alone. Mm-hmm. Do you know this? This is crazy. Everybody in the room. This is the wildest stat. Before we bring Blake on, we have Blake Hortzman today, Annalise, and Kelly Joe Higgins. We have an awesome lineup for the off season. That Loneliness has now, from a study from Harvard, proven to be as deadly as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. You are 32% more likely to suffer from heart disease, 
when you associate yourself with the feeling of loneliness. I know this stat, but important. Loneliness is different than spending time alone. Right. No, 100%. I was say, yeah. and define loneliness. You know what also makes people feel lonely? You millennial influencers? <laughs> what? Social Instagram. Yeah. Social media. Yeah, it's, it's really rough on that people. The largest companies in the world today are built on trying to connect us, yet for some reason in this digital age, we still feel a lack of connection. Anyways, I uh, we spoke this weekend at a retreat. Um, I, I shared, and I was kind of doing my research because my topic was on loneliness, and I found all this stuff out, and I was like, wow, I could smoke 15 cigarettes a day and just be as healthy as if I was lonely. Anyways, hey, Blake Hortzman's on the podcast. Blake is America's heartthrob. He is loved. He is admired. He was, let's just say, runner-up to The Bachelor. Yeah. Uh, Blake Hortzman, are you out there? Hey there. Hi, Blake. How are you guys? Hi there. Good. How are you? So Ben just did this thing called, like, Win a Date with Ben, where he's going to bring someone into the studio to do the podcast with him tomorrow, and he's going to go shopping with them, and he's going to go to dinner with them, and it went for a a very many, many thousands of dollars. $4,500 we raised for (laughs) I wasn't sure if we wanted to say the number. Yeah. Yeah. That's wild. Yeah. Wow. Blake, do you think you're worth (laughs) $4,500? I don't know. If Ben's worth $4,500, I'm worth at least $5,000. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, to get, to get started, we brought Blake on because we have an idea. Uh, as we mentioned last week on the podcast, we are trying to raise some money for Humanity Hope United. Uh, we're trying to raise money to buy um, the Grand Farm, which will supply 20-plus people with jobs in uh, rural Honduras. I was giving two tickets to Jingle Ball in Los Angeles. I cannot go. I cannot make it. So I called up one of my good buddies, Blake Hortzman, who people want to see and be around a lot more than they want to see and be around me. Um, I love that. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to win a date with Blake Hortzman, just like it was win a date with me. You're going to stay at the Ritz-Carlton Marina Del Rey, where Blake is staying as well. Just don't go knocking on his door. That's weird and creepy. <laughs> You're going to go to Kiss FM's Jingle Ball in Los Angeles. Meet one of the performing artists, Shawn Mendes, Cardi B, Calvin Harris, Camila Cabello, Dua Lipa. Dua Lipa. Lipa. Dua Lipa, Alessia Cara, Bibi Rexa, and more. It's going to be awesome. You're going to get to spend some quality time with Blake, run around LA, get wild, and stay at the Ritz Culture Marina Del Rey, one of my favorite hotels in the world. It's beautiful. So if you're interested in having a date with Blake Hortzman, Amy, where do they go? Ifonly.com. Ifonly.com. And if you search Blake, It'll come up. Search Blake Hortzman. But I want to know what kind of date Blake is. Well, that's what I was going to say. Blake, what do you have to offer? Like, I mean, this person (laughs) is going to come from somewhere around the country. They're going to want to spend time with you. Why should they want to go on a date with you? Betty, you asked me to self-describe myself right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's I am. amazing. Yeah, I am. One thing I do know Blake has, and I'm not going to speak for him. Blake, take it from here, but you, uh, he can dance. I was just about to say that. I was like, if they, if they, so I hope they're ready to dance. I hope they bring their dancing shoes to the jingle ball with me if they, if they want to win a date with me because I will be dancing a lot. Don't oh, sick of me dancing. I like that. Yeah. Can you, he like, yeah. I saw a video of you tipping like Caitlin Bristow um, during yeah. like a formal, I don't know what you call it, was like the Foxtrot or something. Yeah, so like, yeah, that was for her her podcast. Yeah, so I'm, I'm a big uh, swing dancing guy. I, uh, I love to swing dance, so. Flip a girl, spin a girl, spin her between my legs, flip her in the air, do some acrobatics, that kind of thing. So, hey, this is a PG so, yeah. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Blake, the, oh, oh. 
the girl who's going to be uh, bidding on you, basically, she's going to want to know that you're single. So can you confirm that? Because she definitely doesn't want to go on a date if she doesn't think there's any chance of a romantic connection. Let's be real. Yes, no, that's, that's a great point. Yes, I can confirm I am single right now. So it will, yes. So that, that my date, you know, yeah, I am single. We'll say that. We'll just say that. Okay, great. Well, well what, can we address... The, what's with all those rumors? Can we address the rumors about Christina <laughs> Shulman? Because I heard them like a month ago, and they're still circling. Yeah, I mean, uh, we we talked, we chatted, um, we did hang out a couple times. Um, she's amazing. She's great, you know, and we get along really well. Uh, but right now, you know, I... Um, we're just, you know, we are, we are hanging out, but it's nothing serious right now. Um, it's a weird point in my life and our, you know, our life and uh, me and Ben have talked about this, you know, dating publicly now is pretty hard, you know? And, um, so that's something that is new to me, obviously, and <laughs> having a hard time with, uh, but right now, no, we are, we are not, um, boyfriend, girlfriend. So there's, there's the answer to the rumors. Cause I hear it a lot too. And then there's a little while I heard I was dating Brandy Cyrus and I also heard I was dating Tia. So <laughs> Dude, kind of slow down, bit. man. Yeah. yeah, it's a little hard. It's a little different. <laughs> you hung out uh, with Christina's ex, Dean, all weekend long. Is there any weird tension? We are. No, no, there's zero tension. I'm actually hanging out now. I'm here in Buffalo right now with Jason and Dean right now. <laughs> Do you guys go to the Buffalo game? Uh, oh, it's tonight, isn't it? It's tonight, yes. We are actually getting ready to tailgate, tailgate now. For, I was hanging out with the entire Tardic family all weekend and the Buffalo boys. So it's been an interesting week. Did you eat wings? <laughs> I did. They took me. We were going to someplace tonight to eat wings, um, but I had I don't can't remember what the name of it was. But the hype is real. The hype is real. The wings here are incredible. I'm not gonna lie, they're really good. Do you like to dip in ranch or blue cheese? Because apparently in Buffalo they only do blue cheese, and I'm not okay with that. I'm not, I'm not either. I'll be honest. I'm a ranch guy. I have a weird random question, Blake. Would you yeah. go on Paradise? Ooh. So I go back and forth. So That's when a I yes. first got off the show, <laughs> when I first got off the show, I was like, uh, well, not first got off the show, when I first found out I wasn't going to be the Bachelor. You know, I obviously got asked that a lot. And, yeah, at first I was like, for sure, absolutely. You know, if I was giving the opportunity, if I was single, I was giving the opportunity. Um, and the timing was right and all that. You know, I would definitely consider it. Uh, and now I'm going back and forth. You know, I just, it scares me to think, you know, put myself back out there on television again, uh, you know, and, and now I, I almost am scared that I know too much almost, you know, and I, I'm scared that it would be hard for me to not be worried about editing. And, like, I, I'm so happy that I went into The Bachelorette, like, blind and didn't know what to expect, didn't know what I was getting myself into. I'm so happy I did that, and now I feel like I do know what I'd be getting myself into if I went into Paradise. So it kind of scares me a little bit. Well, Ashley, I want to hear from you, though. Yeah, I was going to say. The idea of knowing too much, right? I was going to say. I, I think you know what you know. You know you, you're taking a risk. But, I, again, mm-hmm. I, I still, Blake, I don't know if you've heard me say this. I still stick to, there is, I've never watched a season where anything's happened completely different than what it happened on the show. So the editing to me never was like is a fear because I know people are going to be portrayed pretty accurate to who who they were and how they yeah. were as a person. Ashley, how do you respond to knowing too much? Was that hard for you? You had been, I mean, you'd done Paradise over and over and over again. Over and over, I did over once. Over. Oh, she did over and over, <laughs> over again. <laughs> over again. <laughs> um, I knew too much starting my third season, so I'm pretty sure you're safe to go do it one more time. One more time? Okay, I'm going to yeah. remember you said that, Ashley. But... <laughs> so we'll go three times. And <laughs> the only time where I thought it was totally different than uh, what actually went down was that third time, too. Really? Yeah. Um, but and honestly, I think a lot of it will do, too. Um, 
we're going to watch Colton's season. If there's, you know, some girl I think that I really get along with, make a good connection with, I think, you know, that there, there'd be something there. I definitely would give Paradise a shot. But if I kind of watch the season and I'm like, you know, I don't really see anybody that I think matches me, then I don't know if I do it or not. Are you going to watch Colton's season? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. I'm definitely going to watch Colton's season. Um, Are you going to be jealous I the whole time? Be, <laughs> I don't know if jealous is the right word, but I mean, actually, a little bit because all these incredible places I've heard they got to, so... <laughs> Yes, they were. They were definitely in Denver. Blake, um, question for you. Uh, since coming off the show, you've been on this wild ride. You you thought you might be the bachelor. You weren't. You were single for a while. Then, like you said, you've you started to tip your toe back into the dating world. What has been the best part for you about this new like season of life? I was going to ask what's the worst part. I guess I haven't asked what the best part is. I'm not trying to get uh, dirt on you, Blake. We're just trying to talk here. No, no, no. <laughs> um, I would say, honestly, um, it's probably the friendships that I've made after. I mean, whether it be with Chase, whether it be with you guys, you know, the people that I've met, everybody has been so incredibly nice and so incredibly welcoming. Um, and it's just like, it's, it's crazy how, you know, the experience that we go through together, it it really, you know, brings us together, bonds us because there's not, you know, it's such a unique experience that nobody else can really relate to. And so we can relate so well to each other. And so that's probably the one thing that I've enjoyed coming out of this is not the opportunities, everything's great. Like these, these cool trips are awesome, but it comes down to the relationship that I build after for sure. Absolutely. I would agree. Yeah. They're lasting friendships. I have one last mm-hmm. story before, we, before we let you go. I know that you have yep. a, a game to get to and tables to jump off of or whatever. That <laughs> really jump through. I'm jump through. through. Uh, make sure you tell <laughs> Dean and Jason that the almost famous podcast said hello to you. So the other day, Ashley, listen to this. I'm sitting in the gym, 24 hour fitness on 38th street in Denver, Colorado. Oh, wow. Way to tell people where you work out. Yeah. Well, come on. No. In. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm doing some shoulder presses and I mean, I'm feeling good. Like I'm, and I'm, they're not just a little bit amount of weight. Like I'm lifting a lot of weight, Ashley. Um, very impressed with myself. I get a tap on my shoulder. Guess who it is? It's Blake. No Blake way. works at the same gym I do and I had no clue. That's weird. Yeah. And so then I just started watching him, right? Because Blake's just a, a very in shape man. And he, he had commented at one point I need to work on my traps. And so I was like, well, how is he working on his traps? And, you know, I'm getting very sensitive about that. So he, he showed me his ab workout. Blake, I've been taking that ball that you, t- you show me, putting it between yeah. my legs and lifting it up then catching it above my head and dipping backwards i'm starting to see the v oh yeah yeah are those the sex lines the the tracks? yeah that's what those are he told me he i said like if you could give me one piece of advice for working out like one exercise is you look at my body and you're like ben you need help he's like well here's the thing man take this ball put it between your legs and lift it up over your head and you'll start to see the v and so what i took that is he's saying my core needs a little help but i'm telling you i've been doing it every day consistently because i want to be like blake mm-hmm. and I, i'm looking good that's so awesome. Yeah, at least this week I'm looking. I good. just can't believe you guys just told Bachelor Nation where they can go find both of you on a regular basis. I mean, if you really want to go to the 24-hour fitness on 38th Street in Denver, Colorado, and and hunt for me, I'm there about once every two weeks. So this will be a lot of fun. And I'm not going to have time. Jared goes to 24-hour fitness too. Yeah, it's the best place. It's all over. Hey, hey wait, I have one more question. Oh, sorry. Are you going to go meet yeah. Rob Gronkowski tonight? Yes, I think that. Is so I think I need to go send Jared on the plane right now. Yeah, you should actually. You would have a blast. Crap. We're with a couple Pats fans too. We're with a couple Pats fans too. So it's gonna be a fun day, I think. I'm a little scared to be honest. Though I've heard how crazy this Bills mafia is. So I'm a little scared to be honest. Yeah. Well, I'll get arrested, Blake. Tell Jason he's being rude for not inviting Jared to this. 
Yes. Okay, I will. I'll let him know. Okay. And me. Make sure he knows that he's rude for not inviting me to this, too. Just make sure okay, he's rude right. in general. Okay? Make sure he feels really small this afternoon walking awesome. into this game. Okay. okay, I'll be sure to do that. All, All right. right. Bye. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Ben, have you ever ordered from Thrive? I have, yeah. Showed up real fast. It's the best. It's healthy. Like, almost everything, I think, is organic. Uh, it's non-GMO, and it is specific towards, like, whatever your weird diet is. Like, I don't necessarily have a weird diet, but if I wanted to be vegan or gluten-free or paleo, like, they have specific item lists for people who are on those diets. It's super easy to navigate the site, too. Like, oh, yeah. I wanted to get you guys some presents, so I went on Thrive the other night. And picked out things that I thought you would love. And I knew mm. Ashley likes chocolate. And I knew Jared does, too. I actually a chocolate fiend. Okay. So I got you the Justin's Milk Chocolate Peanut Butter Cups. Ooh, and I happen you. to know everybody's favorites. So that's one of Jared's. Yeah. And then, Ben, I ordered for you. And it's all, like, organic. So you yeah. don't have to worry about it. You know it's good. So it's I ordered clean. for you. I thought maybe on your flight you could have the the Annie's um, snack mix. So it has, oh, yeah. like, the little cheddar things, the little pretzels, little crackers. And then I ordered you crackers. And then I actually, Just plain crackers. Then I got selfish and ordered my niece a, ba- a little lunch backpack. Huh. You guys, Aww. they have everything. Yeah. You can order toys. You don't have to worry about kids putting stuff in their mouth. Like I was like losing my mind no, it's so over great. this you get a lot website. Of stuff over there. They well, have... I know. And then I got you a loofah sponge for the shower, no, yeah. so you could have nice skin. Because he's so into well, his skin. Yeah, I need a loofah too. Multiple reasons, but yes. That's what's awesome about Thrive. It's not just food. It's also baby products, beauty things, things around the house. They have cleaning supplies that are non-toxic, that aren't going to give your house that chemical smell. That's one of the things that I always order from them. They have the best pasta sauce. Um, you think it would be like crazy expensive. It's not. Oh, no, it, it's, That's the thing about it. It's not it's, it's less than other places. It's actually always 25 to 50% below traditional retail prices. It's basically the response to Whole Foods, but it's online and it's so much cheaper than Whole Foods. I can't even step foot into Whole Foods without spending like $20 just to walk in, you know? I got boxes full of stuff for under $80. It's nuts. My favorite thing, I have to say my absolute favorite item on Thrive Market is granola bar, these kind granola bars. It tastes like almond joys. They are it's the almond and chocolate kind bar and I'm addicted for life. All packaging boxes and inserts are made from recycled paper. Everything's recyclable. There's 100% zero waste. I just I just watched this documentary on waste and now I'm really, really trying to be like my most eco-friendly because it freaked me and out. And I thought no way would it be here in time for Monday. It's here. It's so great. So again, Thrive Market prices are already 50% off. Do not go to Whole Foods anymore because they have everything you're going to need on Thrive Market and it's going to be up to 50% off. Now they're giving you an actual extra 25% off your order and a free 30-day trial because you listen to the Almost Famous podcast. Go to thrivemarket.com slash almostfamous to get an extra 25% off your first order in a free 30-day trial. Seriously, you guys, you're gonna your life is gonna be changed with Thrive What's Market. What's your link? How do you do it? What do I do about how do I get a discount? You go to thrivemarket.com slash almost famous. You're gonna get the discount, the twenty five percent off, and then you're gonna get three a free thirty days. And just don't forget that that twenty five percent discount is on top of the fifty percent you're basically already saving by going to Thrive Market instead of yeah, Whole Foods. This thing's heaven. This is my yeah. new thing. I'm not even kidding. It's so good.
Actually, this brings up, I, I just kind of um, skipped through that as I was talking about Thrive Market. Did you know, have we were talking about, I had a speech impediment. I was held back. Yes, we have talked about that. We have talked about that. I feel like I have a speech impediment every day of my life. Yeah, I, I really did. It was my R's. And and so sometimes it's coming back a little bit. I don't know what it is. I'm getting lazy. Uh, I need to go back to a little like speech therapy. I really do. I've, I've noticed even this weekend when I spoke at this retreat, it was a two-day full retreat where 25 people spent time in Winter Park, both part of the Generous and Humanity and Hope team. Uh, and I was doing some of like, I was just talking a lot. And by the end of the weekend, I was just tripping over my words interesting i feel like i trip over my words all the time it's one of my biggest insecurities especially since i have to talk on a mic so often yeah that if i'm not talking just perfectly i'm like oh there's something wrong with your brain i feel like i have a weird brain connection but i feel like there's no there's no connection between my left and my right brain what does that mean you know how like there's the right creative brain and then there's like the left analytical brain i feel like there's no connection between them like you just feel like a little disconnect right now. Yeah, I always feel this disconnect. Yeah, I get it. I mean, I, I, do you get it though? No, I do. I get it. I, I, I mean, I a hundred percent get it. I, I, I just, I'm, I'm tired. I think. I think that's my excuse. I really am tired. Hey, I want to go back to um, some of the stuff we talked about earlier on loneliness. Okay. Yeah, me too. Um, well, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Okay, so here's some of the stats for anybody out there that's feeling lonely. Last week we uh, we were able to talk to Ashley Spivey um, about a topic that is is incredibly important to speak on. We got great feedback. Um, Everybody really liked that podcast. I think our emails and our listeners have responded well. I think Ashley feels loved and supported, which is really one of the most important things here is that anybody um, that is has has been a victim of sexual assault feels loved and supported and not alone. So let's move into the, the, the loneliness category. Um, since okay, so the New York Times came out with an article called "How Social Isolation Is Killing Us." Okay. This article kind of sparked my interest to dig a little deeper mm-hmm. um, and talk about this amongst the group this weekend. Since the 1980s, listen to that: the percentage of American adults who say they're lonely has doubled from 20 percent to 40 percent. So this is just people saying they feel in their heart that that sense of loneliness. They feel alone. Okay. And as I mentioned earlier, that isolation, that loneliness feeling. When you do feel that, you're at 29% to 32% more likely to suffer from heart disease. So what this told me, and what my, my topic was, obviously, for the retreat was, I don't care if you if you believe in a God or you believe in a creator or not. Just, just as humans, no matter what, if we just biologically as humans, we are not meant to be alone. Because our bodies, right? Our bodies don't respond to aloneness. We are tribal. We, 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 we are meant to be together and connected. And I wonder for anybody out there listening... Is if maybe last week listening to the podcast with Ashley Spivey and her saying, you know, she was she was she was hurting. She didn't know who to talk to. You know, she couldn't even hardly talk to her mom. That that feeling of aloneness. I wonder if anybody out there is feeling alone. It has to. If forty percent of Americans claim to. Totally. Well, there's a big difference between you know feeling lonely and having people around you because you can have a lot of people around you, but you still feel lonely. So that's why. What's the I, difference to you? I think it's a connection. I feel like if you feel like people are understanding and connecting with you, you won't feel lonely. But if you're in a room and you feel like you're not really expressing yourself and you're not being your true self around them, mm-hmm. then you're probably feeling lonely. Here's how we tie back into the show or just kind of the world we're living in with social media and this podcast or whatever. I think people enjoy watching The Bachelor and Bachelorette. 
because the the characters on the show are living a real life. They're being themselves, and they're I think they're most vulnerable. They're, they're most vulnerable. So I think as people watch it, they can say, "Wow, these people who are on TV who are supposed to have it all together don't." Mm-hmm. And as a result, I can relate, and I and I I feel a little less alone when I watch a show because I can live vicariously through these figures or these characters and go, "Oh yeah." I feel that too. I, I'm hurting too. I've been I've been hurt in past relationships. I've lacked love. I've lacked connection. I'm desiring a partner. Whatever that is, you know that long list that we see kind of season over season. I wonder, and I want to hear your thoughts. If that's the reason why The Bachelor has consistently stayed so prevalent in pop culture, because people go, I care for it because it's my two hours or now like thirty hours each week <laughs> that I can watch to where I no longer feel alone. I think you have a point there. I would have never thought of it like that, but you're right because it just strips us of all of like the filters that we normally put on ourselves you know normally the you know the producers and mm-hmm. like the whole show concept itself just kind of strips you and makes you the most vulnerable possible that people are seeing these people who are expressing the same concerns as they do but don't always feel as comfortable expressing them mm-hmm. and then they therefore connect um to the, yeah, the characters of the scene on the show. I will tell you this, Ashley. Um, I think you you just said it perfect. And I think mm-hmm. this next season with Colton, from what I know, is going to be a season where a lot of people watch and they start to connect with the characters maybe more than they ever have. I agree. Maybe He, he really allows himself to get there. And I think we're going to see him grow as a person. Um, I, I'd like to think that I try to do it uh, in my most authentic, genuine, like most vulnerable way. I don't know if I did or not. He totally did. I don't know. But I know he is. I really know he's going to. Yeah. I, I, I know this show is going to break him. I know it's going to break him. But I also think we're going to see him built back up all in this, you know, 13 episodes. Oh, gonna be crazy. I think so, too. He's down to his top four now, mm-hmm. which is crazy. Four years ago. I think I was eliminated on Chris Souls' season like the 23rd of October. It's crazy how much how many girls are eliminated from like that 23rd to the 29th yeah it, that's just like the killing point yeah you're done yeah it goes from the girls who you like you thought were cute and the fun to be around to like the four that you think could be marriage material yeah the four that dress the best Ashley speaking of dressing the best tell us about Latote between before we bring one of our favorite reoccurring guests Annalise Latote is an amazing company. They can have, they have clothes that can fit you better than any other retailers. They take the stress out of getting dressed. They get the right styles in the right sizes delivered to you to your door. And when you're done, you just send it back. Latote takes your measurements and ratings and learns not just about your size, but the nuances about how you want your clothes to fit. Women actually return 40 to 70% of the clothing that they buy. And Latote created their own universal sizing system to fit you across all brands. That means that Latote measures pieces by brand with their fit and their seamstress teams, they're going to match to your universal and specific sizing. Okay, so basically that means that if you are a small at Gap but a medium at Banana Republic, they're going to figure out, they're going to like order stuff based on that information right there. You're going to rent pieces that fit and then you're going to send them back to them when you're done and you're going to repeat the whole process so you're not being an outfit repeater (laughs) you know we never want to you know us girls we never want to wear an outfit more than like two or three times and Latote helps you not do that (laughs) 
With the tote, you can rent unlimited fashion. You can wear, return, and discover new fashion that fits you so, so well. So go to letote.com, that is L-E-T-O-T-E.com to get started. Enter promo code ALMOSTFAMOUS at checkout to get 20% off your first month. Again, that is L-E-T-O-T-E.com. And enter our code ALMOSTFAMOUS, letote.com. To get clothes that fit, and you can return them and not be an outfit repeater. It's pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. Hey, Annalise. Hi. Hi. How are you doing? I know it's been a really rough month for you. I'm so sorry to hear about your dad. I, I was so sad. Thank you. Yeah. It, um, I just feel like it's been one thing after another, but I'm trying to do my best just to, like, you know, keep living and, and um, I don't know, do do what he would want me to do. So, uh, but it's been it's been a, an emotional roller coaster, I believe, the last couple months. Yeah, you've been through a lot. Yeah, yeah, it's been kind of crazy. Um, I feel like like the breakup happened two weeks later. It aired, so I relived it. So it was like a month of just like of of the breakup, and then. Two weeks after the breakup aired, then that was when I got the phone call that my dad was in the hospital or was being rushed to the hospital. And then I spent 10 days, like, living there. It felt like, like, spending night there and, you know. And uh, and then after those 10 days of being in the hospital, he just couldn't fight anymore because there were so many complications. And then he passed away. So it's been, I feel like, July, August, September, October has not been great to me. <laughs> I'm ready for some good stuff. What are you, kind of how are you handling it? How are you dealing with it? We just got done talking right before you came on about uh, kind of some of the things that, that are some of the most hard, you know, burdens that we carry in life. How are you moving on in this season? Um, You know, I think for me, I have a really, I'm, I'm a pretty positive person, I would say, for the most part. I'm like a very optimistic person. So even when it's, when I'm in kind of like a depression or like things aren't going great, like I try my best to always be like, okay, what's the silver lining? Like, what am I going to grow, you know, from with all of this? And and I know like we all go through these downs in life, but then that always makes the up so much better. And so I know they're, I mean, I know they're coming, you know, it's like, um, it can't always be, not everything is going to be terrible forever. It's going to get better. So um, I think it's just kind of, surrounding myself with really positive people um and then like i'm getting back into therapy so that's been really helpful as well so i think just like doing as much for yourself so that you're uh you're not just like wallowing in it and depressed and you know you're actually getting out of bed and like going and doing things and being around people who are making you feel like it's worth um it's it's worth doing doing things and like I'm allowed to be happy, you know, like even though I'm, mm-hmm. I've gone through a, a breakup recently and I'm grieving, like I think that's one thing that's sort of difficult with for me with social media right now, especially is that I feel like I'm like not allowed to be happy right now. And I'm like, it's been good days and it's been really bad days. But, um, but I think that's one of the things too, is to like allow yourself to like still be happy and like go out and do things and have fun once in a while. Cause it's important to kind of get out of that rut of being like really sad and like take your mind off things. That's uh, what you just said there is, is really wise. I'm kind of sitting here meditating on it because, um, you know, these hard times, these difficult seasons often lead to something um, 
really beautiful and the and the tough you know the really the, the tough times that we we don't want to live in and be in um, kind of open our eyes to something um, to something something grand where does that perspective for you come from like how how have you been able to get that into your head and start living that because I think a lot of people out there listening to this will probably be going you know I've lost a loved one that you know I've been there I felt lonely at times how have you been able to kind of refocus and say no this is going to lead to something really good I think the hardest thing oh man um the hardest thing for me has been to think about like the things that I'm not going to get to right with my dad and that's the stuff that like I'm trying really hard to I think it's important not to not to necessarily go there, but to appreciate the stuff that we mm. we did have together and the time that we did have together. And so I think that has been, that's been a challenge, but that's also been something that has um, given me some perspective on it in, in, in just reflecting on like all the good times that we had and not thinking about like what is being missed out on. And I, I mean, honestly, like gr- grieving a death, is a lot like a breakup but it's a lot like you know when friends part ways there's i mean obviously there's a more final chapter and it's this is my father so it's like somebody very close to me but um who's been there my entire life but you know it's it's it is important to think about what you had together and not think about all of the things in the future and um and be sad about that if that make, does that make sense mm-hmm. it makes complete sense yeah i mean i think you're just, you know, I think you're speaking to a lot of people right now who listen to this podcast and have felt this and just nev- nev- never been able to audibly say it or they haven't maybe listened to anybody else kind of walk through it with them. So thank you uh, for talking to us about it. I know this is not easy. I know it's not something that you want to continue to to relive every second of every day. But the, the point that you're doing is you're increasing his value um, by talking about it. So thank yeah, you well, for I mean, sharing. And it, it's been very strange, too, just because... Um, like death is a difficult thing no matter what but my dad and I had a very complex complicated relationship too so I have very mixed emotions just even not about his his death but about like my emotions it's like a confusing time it was a confusing time when I went into the hospital um my stepmom was the one that called me and I hadn't seen or spoken to her in like 10 12 years I have no idea how long it had been my dad and I didn't speak at one point for seven years, and we were, like, kind of on a mending, rebuilding our relationship position. So it was like, you know, there's there's so much more to um, to to everything in life, you know what I mean? So um, it's it's just been kind of a, a little bit of a confusing couple months. But, um, but I think, yeah, there's a lot of growth that can happen from going through these really, really huge life-changing moments. So... I'm looking forward to those those growth those moments where I look back and go like, wow, that was a really really terrible time, but look at where I am now. You know. Would there be and anything you would share um, with the listeners who have been through this, or just listening for a piece of advice? Is there any lessons learned already that you would you'd want to speak to them? Um, I don't know. I can't think of anything like really maybe poignant, but I will say, so we already had my dad's memorial and I was considering not speaking at it because I was like, it's just going to be too emotional for me. And um, I, a couple of days before I said, you know what, like put me in the program. I'm, if I can, I can, if I can't, I'll have somebody else read what I wrote. But mm-hmm. I would say maybe try to do whatever you think you need to do for you. And like, even, 
and be really honest about it, too, because even um, so I ended up speaking and I cried through the entire thing. And um, but I was like I was I, I kind of said what I needed to say and got it. You know, it's like it was my opportunity to to share my relationship with my dad. And um, and those little things like I know that I would have probably really regretted it if I didn't speak. And so whatever that is for you, it might not be that per se, but like for me, just pushing yourself, even in those moments where you're like, I can't get out of bed and all I'm doing is crying and I can't even imagine like, you know, whatever it may be, like push yourself to maybe do those things just because you might regret it later on in life if you don't, you know, maybe like little things like that, like just push yourself. Um, Cause it also like when you do push yourself, it gets, it forces you to step out of that comfort zone. And then that's when like really beautiful things happen, whatever it may be. Again, like mine was, that's just the example that I'm giving, but yeah. You, uh, you mentioned here and I, I know, um, we're going to dig in. Ashley has a lot to dig in here. You mentioned that, you know, this is, death is very similar to breakups. You've been through a breakup mm-hmm. um, on Bachelor in Paradise. We saw that play out. Uh, Ashley was very upset about this breakup. This was one that she yeah. she had her heart invested into. How are you doing from that? Um, I mean, I'm good now. I think it's enough time has passed, and I actually feel like with everything that happened with my dad, um, it was good. Some of my, my best friends actually reached out to Camille uh, like the day after I think he was admitted into the hospital. And so he and I were corresponding a little bit on texting during that time. Um, and it was very eye-opening to me to, to realize, like, I think before that, I still was very, um, I would say, hopeful for, like, the future. Like, I know that Camille wait, and I could Annalise, never work right now. Hold on. Yeah. Hold, hold on. Okay, wait. I'm literally writing in my notes right now that he was <laughs> such a jerk to you. Like, the worst thing really a human could do to somebody no, else. No, I know. That I no, would I know, think that you would be so over him. You'd be like, I don't even have a breakup mourning period because he was such a jerk <laughs> that I just want him to be slandered by everyone. I have no interest in corresponding with him ever, ever again. Mm-hmm. I don't even well, I feel think... sad because he's such a jerk. This is I told you Ashley was feeling this for you. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, and I completely hear what you're saying. Um, I, it's easier said than done. I, R- I, to I, remind I everyone, he, he broke up with you on TV. Like, yeah, I know. He broke up with me on national television. And it was like when I watched last, that's actually when the breakup really stung because I think I was so numb when it happened the first time around. I didn't even really realize how bad it was. And then when I watched it again, I was like, oh, my God. Um, and that was actually that there was like two weeks after it aired. And that period, I was like, I don't want anything to do with him. And he was texting me like every day, like, please, we need to talk. And I was like, I just can't right now. Like, I need space. Um, but that's what I was going to say that with my dad, I was my friends reached out just to let him know like what was going on. And. And during that time, that was kind of for me when it was like, okay, this is never going to happen because he wasn't there for me the way, like, even, even as a friend, like, I felt like he just didn't know how to, (laughs) to be there. And like, when you're going through difficult times, you want somebody who can really be there for you. I don't Um, think you should have wanted him to be there for you. No, I mean, and I didn't, that was the thing. I think in those moments, but like when he was checking in or whatever, I was just like, I'm, I sort of was feeling like I'm, I'm done. Um, I think I needed like a, a final straw with him, and that was sort of it. Okay, but I know I should have. I, my final straw should have been when he broke up with me on national television. But um, 
Yes, I, I, I wish I wish I could have. You asked him. You said, "Swear on your mother's life that <clears throat> yeah. you will not break up with me during this reunion show," and he mm-hmm. did. Well, I'm scared for his mom now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I mean, I was so blindsided. I there in, in a million years, I would not have thought that that was going to happen. Just because of the conversations that we had leading up to it. And I wasn't saying it because I thought he was going to break up with me. Like, I didn't say, swear to me, you're not going to. It was just kind of like a jokey thing, you know? Um, Really? Because that's just interesting. I'm like, you're not going to propose to me. So, like, what are the other big things that could happen? I'm like, please don't break up with me. And he's like, no, I would never do that. I swear to my mother's life. So you're saying saying that you were blindsided because that was a joke? Because, like, I'm sure the audience was thinking, like, oh, they were on the verge of a breakup and she was worried about it. But no? Oh, no. When, no. Oh, no. I didn't say it as, like, I'm afraid that we're going to break up. So I'm like, please don't break up with me. Um, no, I, I I said it kind of when I said that to him, it was like, hey, <laughs> please don't break up with me. Like, that's not, let's not do that on national television. You know, it was like, you know, definitely was a little bit lighter. Um, it wasn't like a, a concern. We had had some rocky points. Like, I mean, I was going to break up with him a couple weeks prior to that because I was just not getting enough from him. But then... The last couple of weeks, right before the reunion, we were actually like really pr- doing pretty good, um, and so I was like just excited about it. Well, that now that you reconnected with him in some sense after uh, the breakup, I want to know what Camille said was his reasoning behind breaking up with you on TV. Honestly, I think I think he's still. I think he's just a confused person, like, and I think he just has a lot to figure out still in life, and just don't think he's really ready for a relationship. And so, I, I don't think he said to me many times after the breakup, he's like, I don't, I don't want to break up with you. I just, I don't even know like how that happened. Like, I don't know why I did it. And I'm like, well, you did it, and you're not trying to get me back. So, you know, um. But I think like once he actually said it, he was kind of like, oh, maybe I'm okay with being. I don't know. I have no idea. We had many conversations about it, trying to get some clarity and trying to get some closure. And I just don't think, I think the closure itself is like, is really just like watching, (laughs) watching that final, the reunion episode and watching the breakup for me. Cause that's when I'm like, Oh, okay. That was pretty bad. Annalise, I think, uh, you've been on the podcast now three times. Every time I feel like there's something you know, major happening in your life. I, I hope this <laughs> next season of life is one of just majorly great things. And before you go, because I know you've got a busy thing, a life ahead of you here, Ashley has one last question, but I want to personally just say, Annalise, thanks for coming back on the podcast, especially during a season that is probably not it. I would assume, I'm going to speak for you, tell me if I'm wrong, it's not the easiest to talk publicly. So thanks for coming on and hanging out with us. Thank you so much. Um, Annalise, I don't know where I saw this, but I saw a picture of you, a millionaire matchmaker from like 2011 and you had brown hair and it was crazy. Yeah. Tell us about that. Um, so it was when I first moved to LA and I was like recently out of my first serious relationship and, uh, I can't remember how it happened. I was like just out and about and somebody was like, Hey, would you want to do this? And I went with a bunch of girlfriends, like. We just thought it would be fun, and uh, and then I I was like in my twenties. I definitely dyed my hair every every couple <laughs> months. It was like a new hair color. And you look so, good with brown uh, hair both ways. What was that? You look good both ways. Thank you. Um, I've had red hair um, as well, and I I 
I love changing it up, but now I'm like, it's just easier and it's cheaper to be with my natural hair color. So that's where I'm at now. But, um, You're but yeah, natural so blonde so- and you go brunette? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Fun. That's awesome. Uh, yeah. So it was fun. I mean, it was fun. It was like, a, it feels like many, many, many moons ago. It was, um, but it was, it's funny though. It was like, <laughs> kind of came full circle. Still looking for love. I'm like, well, wherever I can find it. It's funny that people are always like, don't find love on TV. Like go on the dating sites or like get set up. I'm like, what do you think I've been doing for the last 20 years of my life? Like, yeah. of course. It's like, I've gone on every dating site. I've gone, you know, I've been set up. I've done all, all the, all the ways to meet, meet men. Uh, so why not on TV? Well, and that, was my, that was my thought then. That's my thought now. <laughs> you are such a rootable character, and we really hope. I, want, I can't wait to see you with a ring on your finger one day. I'm going to be so so Me happy. <laughs> All righty, we'll talk to you soon. We always Thanks, do. Guys. Thank you for coming on and being, you know, as honest as you were today. I know it was not an easy thing to talk about. I feel like my brain is still a little fried, to be honest. I'm not, like, even my – it's hard for me to make sentences still, but thank you for at least letting me try. <laughs> oh, you did, you did a great job. All right. Bye. All right. Bye. Thanks, guys. Thank you. She doesn't have a ring on her finger. Uh, I know one thing we can get her. A FabFitFun box? Yes, ma'am. <laughs> FabFitFun is a seasonal subscription box with full-size beauty, fitness, fashion, and lifestyle products. I don't know if it would replace a ring in Annalise's life. I'm going to be honest. probably won't, but it is going to be a nice uh, quarterly treat for her. Yeah, it's like a little a little piece of medicine. <laughs> it retails for $49.99, but always has a value over 2 Hundred dollars. You heard me right. It retails for forty nine ninety nine, but always has a value of over two hundred dollars. The fall box is available now, so sign up now before they sell out. You will not want to miss this box. Ashley, what's your favorites in this year's box? Hmm. What this was season's my favorite? Box. There was an awesome exfoliant, which I always find the greatest exfoliants and sunscreens in there. There was a very cozy scarf in my editor's box. It was like more of like a cozy thing. Um, I love the uh, free people eye mask because mm. not only does it block out all light, but it also has this gel insert where you could you could put it in there and then deep off your eyes while you're you. sleeping. Pretty much huge for me. Uh, yeah, so there's like a there's always incredible things. I discover something new that I will continue to buy for like the foreseeable future every quarter when my FabFitFun box comes along. Uh, this season. There's stuff from Dr. Brandt and Juice Beauty, as well as Beauty Blender and Tarte. You can check out FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS and save $10 off your first box, making only $39.99. Again, that's FabFitFun.com and use the code ALMOSTFAMOUS and treat yourself. Ashley, this is uh, one of the biggest weeks of the year. Everybody in the studio is super excited to ask you. We're getting emails and callers. Ashley... Are you and Jared dressing up as a couple? Yes, it's so exciting, you guys. It's my first couple's costume of all of life. Where's the button at? We need that button. (laughs) (laughs) It's my first Halloween with a significant other. And the Jasmine costume that I've literally worn, I think, for 50% of my Halloweens. Like, 50. Halloweens. No, I have I've got this custom Jasmine costume, yeah. which I'm sure I talked about it last year too. Um, I got it when I was 22, and I swear I've worn it every other year since. 
Um, I get to wear it this year with an Aladdin, and I'm so excited. I ordered his costume. It came a couple days ago. We got a magic carpet, and he has a, a lamp. And um, my sister is going to dress up as Red Jasmine, the one that is, like, under Jafar's spell. Yeah. And her boyfriend's <laughs> going to be Jafar. And now oh, our wow. best friend's going to be the genie, and we need to get a little uh, boo costume for my dog. Oh, my god. Yeah, we're gosh. going as the whole Aladdin clan. Where are you going to go? I don't you know what. This is what's so crazy. Jared and I are invited to like dinners and parties all the time, and they're, you know, and usually you're like, you're like, ah, I guess we'll go, I guess we'll go, right? But I never get invited to a Halloween party. Yeah, same. Really? I, I, you know what? I have not dressed up in a Halloween costume. I honestly probably way before college. No way. Oh yeah. Jared too. I don't think Jared has like dressed up since he was twelve. I haven't dressed. Yeah, and I didn't go trick or treating as a, as a kid. My favorite was passing out the candy. I never liked to dress up. I don't know why. My really? last like official outfit that I remember really wanting to be was Elvis. Mm. Mm. I look up. Mm. Oh, you could really pull that mm. off. See, I can do if you could watch. I I can do the lip you're thing a little really, bit. You're yeah. very good at that. Thank you. And we all know that you could do the hip moves. Uh, yeah. Too. So that was what I wanted. Perfect. But I just don't dress up anymore. And and nobody comes to my house for trick-or-treating nobody so, comes to ours either and that's all jared and i wanted to do this year we're like okay so if we're not invited to a halloween party yeah. then at least can we i even tweeted i said can i come to somebody somebody's suburban house and pass out candy dress up as jasmine and yeah Aladdin? i don't know why I, it's it's not odd. in west hollywood here's my strategy too this is where this really gets upsetting for me my very first year living in my house, I went out to the store and I was like, I want to be the cool neighbor. Like, I want to be known for something. You know, I'm 24 years old, living in a neighborhood of a bunch of 30 and 40 years. Like, I need to prove myself worthy of being in that neighborhood. So I went out to the store and I bought king size candy bars. Such like, a, a good, lot a of king size candy bars. I wanted to impress. Th- impress the people i had a great turnout right i was selling it obviously walk on the street hey take a candy bar thinking next year it's gonna be wild nobody showed up what no i still have the candy in my drawer from last halloween i'm not gonna serve it parents out there you can come to my house it's safe but i still have the candy i did not i probably got four trick-or-treaters four and they were like high school kids like the ones that you don't want to pass out candy to it's just weird you're you're just being odd I did that once. I actually think I graduated college. I think when I was 23, I trick-or-treated, and it was like a joke. So I went with all of my college friends. Like we were all like 22, 23. We went trick-or-treating with masks on. And then they'd be like, where do you go to school? And we'd be like, Langley. <laughs> I like peed my pants laughing so hard going house to house. Yeah. Back in the day, we're weird. We're just weird. <laughs> People are weird. Yeah, but we're but we're in it together. But like Jared is just like you, where he doesn't dress yeah. up, and I just don't understand. He's like, I can't believe you're spending sixty dollars on my Aladdin costume. I'm like, I cannot believe that you think that I'm not going to spend sixty dollars on your Aladdin costume. I hope he looks as good as he typically does. Jared is going to be one good-looking Aladdin. If you're out there dressing up, please email us at Ben and Ashley at iHeartMedia.com. Make sure you write in what you're dressing up as and who you're going with for Halloween. And then I have a question: mm-hmm. as a 29-year-old male. What is my role? Like, what do I do on Halloween? Pass, pass out candy, right? I can't, like, dress up and go to, like, a party and... No, of course. If you're invited to a Halloween party... Like, those still up. happen? Yeah. For our age? <laughs> okay. Yes. I just don't have any friends. Do you not look at the internet? I, Wells and Sarah Highland dress up as Taco Bell, and they're, like, everywhere. Yeah. Their pictures are everywhere. Yeah, but they're, like, celebrities and stuff. Um, Hey, you have uh, Joshua Joshua Albers. Albers. He got married, married this Congrats. weekend. 
Jared and I wanted to go to the wedding, but it would have been our third straight wedding. Mm-hmm. And we were just like, we can't fly to a third straight wedding. Yeah. I wanted to go too. I, I had this retreat. Um, and I couldn't make it. I, I I was sad. I haven't seen Josh in a long time. He was a good Such buddy a of mine. Sweet man. He really is. Here's my question. We got to bring Josh on at some point. I want everybody's opinion out there. So he's now married. So I looked at his Instagram today. I was actually looking at his wedding pictures when I was on the flight, um, or just the ones they've posted and people have tagged him in. He still has in his profile Bachelorette season eleven. Is it time to take that down once you get married? Uh, Thoughts? That's a good question. Or do you keep it up there as like, hey, at one point in my life, I was on the show. I don't think there's an issue either way. It's whatever really? you decide. Mm. Yeah. I just thought so. I thought, I thought, hey, stood out to me. Bachelorette season 11, you're married now. Maybe maybe you change that to, like, married. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways. Hey, uh, we are uh, bringing on uh, one of our favorite segments. It's been consistent. It's two years in the making. It's two years in the running. The Who the Heck Are You segment two with years Kelly in the running with Joe Higgins. Higgins. Kelly Joe Higgins. Who the heck are you? <laughs> well, I'm me. Gosh, you're the one that called me for crying out loud. <laughs> um, Kelly, we have the same last name. We could be cousins. I, yeah, I wonder. Um, that's what I was going to get to here. We're gonna we're gonna talk about family and grandparents and aunt and uncles and see if we can make a connection. Kelly, Joe, we do a segment on this podcast uh, called "Who the Heck Are You?" from people that have been on the show from years past. Uh, please give our audience a little rundown of how they would know you, where they could watch your season, and what happened on your season. Well, if they have a VHS tape, they'll be able to um, play back our old grizzled season. I was um, one of the finalists on Bob Denny's um, season, and yes, years ago, I was a uh, a fierce 23-year-old, and I feel like I'm like a bachelor grandma compared to you guys right now, but on our season, um, I was the finalist. So he's the one that gave me the however in the end. No. And he, yes. And he chose Estella, um, beautiful Estella. And uh, I became a part of the Bachelor alum. But, you know, we weren't even in HD for crying out loud. So I we're old. <laughs> Your name is Kelly. Uh, when you watch Bob Guinea's season, uh, we had to go back and, and pull up some tape. Um Kelly Joker, how in the world did you say you made a name? It's, it's phonetic. It's Kuharski. Kuharski. And then one yeah. of our listeners, as a big fan of yours, she wrote us an email and said, hey, could you bring in Kelly Joe Higgins to the podcast to hear what she's doing in life? Uh, so you have a uh-huh. fan base that still lasts today. Congrats. Oh, that's fun. I'll tell her thank you. Oh, she's probably listening, I'm assuming. But I guess there is no relation between your husband, who is a hockey player, Matthew Higgins, to uh, yep. ben, ben Higgins right here. No relation? No relation. <laughs> probably not. I don't think so. It is a common last name, I suppose. Although they do kind of look alike. It's a little bit strange. I'm going to look him up right now. What's his name? Matthew Higgins. Matthew Higgins. Who does he uh, play for? Does he still play? Well, he is, he is retired now, so he played for the Montreal Canadiens back in the day and then um, played in Europe for nine professional seasons, and that's when I met him, actually, right after we did the show. Um, actually, I met him before the show, and he was signing his first contract in Europe, and I knew that I was um, ready to go and uh, signed with 
the Bachelor franchise, and I told him, listen, let's just see what happens. And uh, back then, we had the friends move into the house, and they asked me... (laughs) They asked me if I, you know, had met anybody before the show or if I had dated anybody seriously. And I said, well, there's a potential hottie patati that I might figure out if uh, if Bob gives me the boot. And that's what we did. Oh, so this has been going on for a while. Yeah, we're looking at a picture of your husband now. Uh, no offense to Bob Guinea, but he's definitely cuter than Bob. Oh, I think, yeah, I, I think I definitely, uh, I don't know, I think he's pretty darn cute. Uh so that's interesting that you guys were kind of talking before the show because I remember the Bachelor producers were like, after you go on The Bachelor, the guy in your life, if there is a guy in your life, is either totally going to come around or it wasn't meant to be. And they're just well, like, there's something about the The Bachelor. Of course, seeing your girl on The Bachelor is going to make the guy be probably jealous and be like, oh, my gosh, I what am I missing out on? I'm I'm losing this girl. And now she's like off doing big things in their life. So Uh, that's absolutely hilarious that you think that because my husband is totally the opposite. Really? You know, face deep in his hockey profession and over in Europe. And of course, they um, caught wind somehow that he and I had met before he started his um, his career with this German hockey team. And then I went on the show and I think I was in Us Weekly or something like that. And one of the teammates brought the Us Weekly to him, and he's like, look, here she is. And then I think somebody got one of the episodes from the American Air Force Network, which is way back before all of the Internet. Gosh, I'm aging myself. This is crazy. Anyway, so he was able to watch, I think, the hometown date, and the hockey team was just razzing him. And then I think he was kind of put up to it after they knew that the show was done. He called me just out of nowhere and just said, how are you? What's going on? And then that's kind of how we rekindled. We never really chatted much after because I knew, I mean, I put myself all in because I was excited about doing The Bachelor and and he was starting a career in Europe. So who would have thought that we would ever meet up again? So do you think, was there ever a talk about you being The Bachelorette? Yes, there was. Yep. And um, I think just with demographics as well as, um, Meredith Phillips was the bachelorette after ours. So I think it it came down to, and I don't remember the legality behind all of it, but it was between her and I, and she was a little bit older, I think way more, you know, I think just ready to um, have a commitment. And I was 23 and I didn't want my face kind of with the split down us weekly. So of course I was looking for love and I'm, you know, I was ready, but I think just, um, I think the viewers were ready for someone to something to stick on the show too. So these guys are too young to remember Meredith. But what happened too is when she was on with Bob. Remember her grandma died. Yeah, and she like won the hearts of America because her grandma died, hmm. and and she stayed or she left or something happened. And I just have this memory, and I feel like that's why they made her the Bachelorette. Do you remember that? Uh, I don't know. She's she's awesome. Well, I'm not I mean, saying that, was... but it was like that was like the Im- she made this big impact on the audience because of that. So that was to me why then she became the Bachelorette. It was like, oh, gotta help the girl. That you know what I mean. That was how I remember it. Yeah, I don't remember. I mean, they never told me the full story, but I just said, hey, listen, if you want me to do the Bachelorette, I'll do it. But then. It all works out. God has his amazing way in a path, and I'm just pumped that my journey went towards where I am now, which is 
with my husband, and now I have two kids. And Well, that's yeah, kind of what I want to talk about now. Your journey took you to marrying your husband, changing your last name, and now we're cousins. Let's figure out how. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I mean, I, I want to. I would love to be related to your husband. That guy, he's he, he he's a stud. Um, but how? I think so. How is? Here's a really important question. Outside of everything else, outside of the bachelor, bachelorette, is here's what I really wanted to get to know. How has the Higgins last name worked for you? <laughs> well, it puts a big smile on my face that I'm able to be his wife. So if that helps you at all, go for it. <laughs> Will you just tell my future wife that, please? That when you get of the course. Higgins last name, it puts a big smile on your face? Yes, you just have her phone me. All right, thank you. I need that. I, I need, got your back. I got your back. I need the support. Um, before we let you go, a couple questions. You were back in a day, like you said, I, I wasn't going to bring this up, but you you yeah. allowed me to. Um, okay. You, you <laughs> were on the show a while back, and it was before really internet and social media and all that became popular. What kind of feedback did you get? Like, if you go back in that time of life, did you feel like a, a celebrity? Did you feel like people were watching you? Did you feel the criticisms and the celebration and the praise? Or was it kind of just kind of more quiet? Well, first of all, I'm so thankful social media wasn't fierce when I was on because I think it would have been way worse. But I think at that time, ABC had a blog or something. And I I think after the second show aired, I went on just to because I was interested to see what people were saying. And it was terrible because it was Kelly Joe. I was getting called Kelly Ho because I was the first one that kissed Bob. And I just was like, oh, I'm never going on this again. No. I can't even imagine what you guys go through on a daily basis just with social and just the haters out there, which is absolutely ridiculous because all it is is taking a chance on the what if, which I love the show for that because you never know what will come of it, right? Look at you guys. You're doing an awesome podcast, and you're on different shows now. It's amazing. So I'm thankful at that time we didn't have social media and all the spinoffs either because I have a feeling that I probably would have done Bachelor in Paradise. Oh, yeah, you would. And my life was mm-hmm. so different. Yeah, definitely. But, yes, um, I mean, I auditioned. I submitted my audition at an, with an old dial-up. That, you know, remember the old noise that it made? Yeah. So, and I mean, going back to did I feel famous? No, because, but people didn't know us. I mean, I was in Chicago um, at the time and you know, we were going out and I remember being able to get in a bar because I was on the show. And I think I threw out the first pitch at one of the, um, Cubs games, which whoa, I thought whoa, was whoa, cool. Don't, don't, no, 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 no. Yeah, I've done it, but okay. Kelly, Kelly, Joe, I like you, yeah. but uh, don't say you okay. think. I know you, you threw think. like it's a small <laughs> deal. That is a really big honor. That is a privilege, one that we don't okay, just throw sorry. out there. You threw okay, the pitch out of the game. Wine. Okay, thank I you. I actually threw a strike, so me, I do remember. I, I did not. <laughs> I dirted it. Three That's foot awesome. short. I got so nervous. Go you. That's um, so cool. Hey, Kelly Joe, before we let you go, I know you've got uh, some big things happening. You are a uh, skincare consultant uh, for uh, yep. Rodan and Fields. Tell our listeners what you're up to today, how they can support you, and if they want to see you, talk to you, hear from you again, how can they do that? 
Well, they could obviously find me on um, the Instagram. <laughs> I'm at um, <laughs> like the <I'm>, Facebook. <laughs> yeah, like the Facebook. Exactly. I'm um, just you can search me at Kelly Joe Higgins. Um, as you said, I am in skincare. I'm almost, I also am in business development. So if you're an entrepreneur and looking to start something, you can look me up. It's pretty easy. And then finally, just if people want to ask me any questions again, just message me because I'm an open book as you guys can hear. And I wouldn't have gone on a reality show years ago if I still wasn't that same person. So there you have it. Hey, Kelly Joe, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. It's good to get to know you. It, you are no longer a who the heck are you. You are loved, Aww. beloved. Come on anytime. Thanks, Kelly. Yeah, thanks, guys. I want to find out if I'm uh, related to Kelly Joe. I have a way that you could probably narrow the 23 search down. 23 and me. Yep, 23 and me. <laughs> you guys, you know that last week I talked about how I realized I was only... 14% Italian and pretty shocked with my 23andMe results. And now it's time for you and Ben to do it. 23andMe is named after the 23 pairs of chromosomes in your DNA. Their service provides you with over 75 genetic reports about your health, like lactose intolerance and sleep movement traits and your eye color or your hair curl. And all you have to do is spit into the tube provided and mail it back to the lab. Everyone has a DNA story. It's time for you to find out yours. Now they have a new podcast called Spit, a new podcast from iHeartRadio with 23andMe. And the podcast discusses how science and DNA plays a role in society in our lives and how your DNA story can be experienced today and a whole lot more. The host sits down with the biggest stars and influencers of our time, including Emmy-winning Darren Chris from the assassination of Johnny Versace and singer Mike Posner. You know what's kind of cool about Darren Chris? I he, think so nice. his brother, too, did it, so they kind of analyzed. My sister and I both did it, too. It's, yeah, it's so I think, and then I think they're both on the podcast, so they, like, figure out the what's going on because they're siblings just like you and your sister so yeah, it's like so makes it really interesting really I got my results and now my sister and I thought we could share them but then when we came back with all like the other things like the breast cancer gene and like Alzheimer's gene and all that stuff so my dad wants us to both separately do them because those things will oh, show up differently oh interesting yeah. yeah so join them and subscribe to the spit podcast learn more about the DNA found in our spit and understand who we really are genetically and how we are connected to the world around us. Listen to full episodes now on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you listen to podcasts. So, pretty crazy. I you got to do it. You haven't done it yet. No, I haven't. No. Well, you should be on the Spit podcast Just because gather you're up a big lot enough of Spit. Because yeah. remember, I'm remember really, what my sister, sister really did. struggled. I'm salivating. Look at look at a YouTube video of pizza or whatever your favorite food. Is. Yeah, I saw pizza coming in the. the I know. City I here did too. Ago. Where's yeah. that from? I'm salivating. Round table. Yeah. Round table. Yeah, one of our favorite pizza places. Um, hey, to close out the podcast, we have an email from one of our favorite fans. She is a longtime listener named Rebecca. It says hi, Ben. Huge fan of you and Ashley and the almost famous podcast. My best friend Casey and I have been listeners since the beginning. That's a long time ago. I mean, that's like what, how long has this been? Year and a half ish. Yeah, I mean, jeez, I was a lot younger then. <laughs> <laughs> As Easton would say, my hair looked different. Stop that. <laughs> it's Casey's birthday tomorrow, and it would mean the world to her if you would wish her a happy birthday. She's the kind of friend who always loves caring for other people, and I want her to feel extra cared for and loved on her birthday. Thank you. We love you. Casey, 
Happy birthday <laughs> to you. You can sing it because we don't Happy have to pay for it. Happy birthday to you. <laughs> Happy birthday, dear Casey. Happy, Happy birthday, birthday to you. Hey, is the Happy Birthday song that old that it's, we don't have to pay for the rights? It's one of those songs that, you know, what is that called, Mark? There's like public songs. Public domain. Public domain. Yeah. So well, anyone. But that's that because it's so in, old. I think 2016 yeah. it became public domain. Yeah, I think there's some lullaby. We can sing too. <laughs> we'll figure those out. We'd love to do a singing segment of the podcast. I think all of our listeners are going to respond in huge ways um, after hearing that. I, I, yeah, I've got a good voice. I, I feel like I'm not done talking to you yet. I just like like having a like, playful, regular conversation. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to talk about regular things with you sometimes because that's what's so fun. You haven't seen A Star Is Born yet? I haven't seen A Star Is Born. Come on now. Hey, I've, I, I, I've seen it twice now. I don't want to see it. I don't, I don't need like that. I don't need that. Everybody that's, needs it because no, it makes ben you feel so age. many things, you guys. I don't need the sadness. No, I just I, cry too much the way it is. I love a good work of art that moves me. Whoa. And that does. Yeah. Yes. A good work of art that moves you. I, I'm into that. I, mean, I guess I can get behind that. I just, I have to be prepared to be moved. Yeah. I just can't well, just be moved all of a sudden. It just, it just, it could, re- it, when I get moved, I mean, I'm moved for a long time. You are. Yeah. My sister was drained for the entire day. She's like, yeah, that's why she we had don't to, like, want to go, Ashley. That seems yeah. awful. You guys, yeah. it's fine if you do it on a day where you're not going to do anything for the rest of the day. Go see like a five o'clock movie. You could go home, be sad, and then you're going to sleep, and then you're going to wake up the next morning. You're going to want to listen to the soundtrack. Then for some reason, there's a weird crack in it because no matter how sad you were, you're going to want to see it again after 24 hours. No. Yeah, my sister said the exact same thing happened. She was like, we left the movie theater. And she said, I cannot believe you just, you saw that twice. And I go, wait 24 hours and you're going to think differently. Hmm. 24 hours later, she was like, I want to see it again. I saw Halloween, Ben. Yeah, us too. That was good. Did you like Halloween? Uh, Yeah, I I get scared easy. Oh, I don't. Yeah, I don't love it. Um, I I, I just, I get nervous. (laughs) What a curmudgeon you you are I know. It's just rough right now. I'm just emotional. (laughs) I don't get scared easily. And all I want to do is see a movie that scares the crap out of me. And I can't come up with one. Well, why, no. why shouldn't we dig into why Ben is emotional? No, we skip it. Do you want really? Um, is there something some or help just, for that? I, n- no, I'm because g- I'm doing brain training. Are you really? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no. I'm rewiring my brain. Oh, are you going to I, a different therapist or something? I mean, I just watch a lot of videos, read a lot of articles, and it takes work, but it's all worth it, Ben. So you could retrain your brain too. I I, I don't know if that seems really really intense. I don't know if I'm there yet. Well, I mean, I'm just saying it's working. It's, it's not, it's working. I'm not cured by any means, but it's, <laughs> it's working. There's improvement, but it's slow. It's all about training your brain to think positive thoughts yeah. and good thoughts. And when you go to the negative place, you just switch it back. You, you want to know why I don't want to go see a star is born? Why? Yeah. I have, I was just looking through my list. I knew I was, I was mad about something and why I don't go to movies anymore. The last time I went to a movie, I'm sitting in this movie. I'm getting ready to emotionally prepare myself. For um, for this show, I for Halloween, <laughs> yeah, for Halloween, and the mo- more than ever, I think this is a sign that I'm getting old because it never used to bother me. I know that I'm I'm that whatever is ticking inside of me is is happening at a, at a faster rate than ever. There is two high school kids sitting two rows in front of me, three seats to the left. I can hear everything they're saying, and they refuse to stop talking 
during the movie. And then they want to comment to each other during the movie. Like, so when something funny happens, oh, wasn't that one good? <laughs> you remember that one time? You know, Was that during Halloween, though? No. Because oh, that's all do, All kids do is talk during horror it's, movies. It's absolutely the most frustrating experience because I paid a ridiculous amount of money these days to be in that movie. I, I only paid to that movie for the experience. And my experience is not going to be ruined by your immature, young <laughs> communication between whatever you're happening where you listen and go laugh at each other and then poke your buddy to the side to make him giggle a little louder during this really scary part of the movie because that makes me jump even higher because it makes it more real i i don't want to go to movies anymore i will sit on my couch and enjoy it on my own no. just like most things in life these days that's why i'm getting old i, I... you need i pick in your life do they have that in Denver? Oh, I pick is amazing, is. but also okay. So I pick is a movie theater around here where your seat completely reclines. You have a blankie, like no joke. They give you a blanket and a pillow. Do they wash it before? Yeah, sure. yeah I don't check yeah, that. They do. They do. They Amy do. would definitely yeah. check that out. That's yeah, like an do. Amy thing. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. then they give you wine and food, and they come and deliver it to your seat. And the seats are spread out. It's more expensive, but you couldn't hear what someone else is saying yeah. next to you. Like one time, I'm not going to lie, I actually brought my laptop in there and did work <laughs> while watching the movie. What? And like, so no one cared. To the people totally around fine. you, though. No, no one cared. It was that's totally fine. That's why you need your, your brain rewired. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. That's, there's nothing okay about that. You paid to be in a movie. Why would you pay to be in a movie and work on your computer? Sit in your living room. Well, no, because it was a new movie. It was a Liam Neeson uh, you, but train movie. You can movie. multitask. So, you multitask totally. well. She does. Is, I don't. Like yeah. I'm one. I'm I'm one way go. Which actually, next week, let's talk about that a little bit because I think a lot of women struggle with understanding that men only can do one thing they, at a time. They totally and we don't they, get it, and so it totally yeah. befuddles us because we're like, I don't understand why he can't text me back. Well, he can't text you back because he's busy, but when we're busy, we can text you and iron and talk on the phone and type emails mm -hmm. and watch TV. I don't know why I iron so much, but yeah. Yeah, I get I it. Never. Well, let's much. talk about that next Wait, week. Wait, hold on. I have talk so much more to say. <laughs> like, I don't like going, I can't watch movies at home because I'll fall asleep. I will fall asleep and I'm never invested because there's either my phone or my computer or like I can go like wear a, ma a face mask and then go wash it off and then I can go get a snack and like no in the theater I am fully concentrated on the film then when I go to iPick I also have the same problem because I want to fall asleep because I have a glass of wine and a blankie and I'm reclined so I really can't go to iPick either <laughs> um, and then I'll tell you why Halloween was scary to me because it was a very similar situation to you. And and by the way, I'm glad that you just did a Ben Bitches by accident. Did you no, realize that? That wasn't by accident. I looked at oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Well, um, in Halloween, Jared and I went to go see it in Puerto Rico when we were in Puerto Rico because Jared like literally. That's a good way to spend your time when you're on vacation in another country. That's what everybody said to us, but it was our fourth night and this man is so obsessed with the Halloween series and all movies in general and like all Halloween movies in general that we had to see it because he was like, if I don't see Halloween tonight, then I'm not going to see it until Monday and I can't wait that long so we went to see halloween in puerto rico and there was this kid behind us okay he wasn't a kid he was in his 20s probably and these seats are weird it was an older theater so they leaned back really far like you know they leaned back because they were just like flimsy <laughs> so this kid behind us he gets he, he we think came with two other friends but he never interacted with his two other friends next to him and they just wouldn't shut up so that was annoying mm -hmm. but then he gets up to go to the bathroom or something comes back and then he's leaning right by my head like he's leaning down in his seat mm -hmm. and his head his chin is literally four inches when from Jerry my ear 
No. Uh-huh. We were scared sh- crapless because <laughs> we um, were watching Halloween, a oh, slash and movie, down your and neck. he's breathing down my neck, mm-hmm. and I'm thinking that he's going to literally take a knife out and well, let's not go that me. far. No, seriously, that's why it was scary. And then I keep looking back at him, and he's he's either got his chin right by me, or he put his coat up all the way to his eyes, like covering mm. his That'd nose. That'd be me though. But no, he wasn't scared. He was like cold or something, and he was just being eerie. The dude was being so creepy that we had to move seats 10 minutes left yeah, in the movie. That's why I don't go to movies. People are creepy, <laughs> especially Halloween. Um, you haven't been to a movie in a while. If you're out there, you want to go to a movie, I mean, I'm sure there's one nearest to you. Halloween, recommend it? Not really. No, okay. What? what did you? Oh, my God. It was I, totally I good. It. Oh, I don't know. Jared is like also ruins me because he's such a, oh, I thought you did see it. No. Oh, I thought the you old said one. You I think you guys were talking about the old. Oh no, <laughs> oh, no, no! What? Oh my God! Can we please oh, go God. now? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fine. I just want to say that Jared ruins all movies for me because he watches it like a critic, so he finds all the flaws in the storyline. Uh, so he's like that part that they brought it up for a second, and all of a sudden it wasn't storyline anymore. So he like. All these right, loose ads. The, he is he talking up. about how they brought up that she's not related to Mike Myers? Well, there was, that was they one did that thing. intentionally, and you can tell Jared. No, this. we know it was intentional. Okay, okay. We know it was intentional because was they just... were making that a sequel no, to number know, one and that. erasing all the other sequels. Do you remember when in that movie the psychologist goes bad for a second? Yeah, and then he was only bad for like two seconds before he dies. Yeah, Spoiler that alert. was weird. Then he was like, "What was the point of all that?" I I don't know to get rid of him. Yeah, okay. you can't. Overthink it. I know. Actually. Exactly. Well, let's tell Jared that. Hey, not to get political, last weekend I spoke at Politicon. Um, it is a conference colliding entertainment and politics on one. It was one of the wildest experiences of my life. A lot of very passionate people out there on both sides of the parties. Uh, my biggest takeaway from the whole thing, get out there and vote. One week from tomorrow. One week from tomorrow. Get out and vote. If you're listening now, it is important. It is a responsibility. And and to end this podcast, because one of the themes is kind of combating, I would say, loneliness, right? We talked about it from the very beginning. Here's a quote from Dr. Tang. This relates directly with voting. Knowing you're valued and a contributing member of society is incredibly reaffirming, and reaffirming yourself is one way. To relieve yourself from feeling lonely. So get out and vote. Be a contributing member of society. We appreciate you. Thank you to Audible. Go to audible.com slash bachelor pod or text bachelor pod to get 500. Audible.com. Go to audible.com slash bachelor pod or text bachelor pod to 500 500 to get started. Thrive Market. Go to thrivemarket.com backslash almost famous to get an extra 25% off your first order plus 30 day free trial. Ashley's favorite, La Tote. Enter promo code almost famous at checkout to get 20% off your first month. Fab Fit Fun. Use coupon code almost famous for $10 off your first box at www.fabfitfun.com. And finally, 23andMe, new podcast, Spit. Listen to full episodes now on iHeartRadio or wherever you listen to podcasts. You really made that full circle with the whole quote there. Good job. Hey, thanks, that's guys. literary. <laughs> that's what, hey, Ash, that's our jobs. <laughs> Bring it full circle. But seriously, get out and vote. We appreciate you. Thank you for listening to Almost Famous Podcast. Ashley, keep being you. With that, I've been Ben. I've been Ashley. Peace. Love. And hope. Follow the Ben and Ashley I Almost Famous Podcast on iHeartRadio or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts.